Hello, everyone, and thank you, and welcome to the Postacute Advisor podcast. I'd like to thank you for tuning in, and please be sure to check out our website, postacuteadvisor.blr.com, for all of your postacute care news and information, including future podcasts. My name is Sarah Bostrom Schock, one of HD Pro's postacute content specialists. With us today is Reg Hislop, a healthcare executive, consultant, author, and recognized thought leader in healthcare, specialized healthcare, postacute care, and health policy. Reg is the managing partner at H2 Healthcare LLC, a full-service advisory firm specializing in healthcare and the post-acute industry. Reg is the author of over 200 published articles and research papers, a frequent national and local speaker, and has more than 30 years of senior executive and consulting experience in the post-acute, senior healthcare, senior housing, and general healthcare industries, including services on multiple boards of directors. Reg is a regular contributing writer for numerous publications and websites, including the Post-Acute Advisor. Please be sure to check out our Skilled Nursing Week webinar on Tuesday, May 11th, for a deeper dive on the topic we're covering today. Reg, I want to thank you for being on with us. SNFs have had their fair share of challenges over the past year, but with vaccinations underway and indoor visits resuming, there are more challenges to come. So what are the, some of the top compliance challenges you see for SNFs in the upcoming year? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, you're right. I mean, we're, we've watched cases literally fall through the floor um, in SNFs countrywide. And as a result, CMS has uh, increased guidance and provided more laxity for initial visitation within skilled environments and so on. Um, what we're seeing is sort of a, you know, a, kind of a, a jigsaw puzzle approach right now from the industry where we've got providers who are very comfortable and actually have been doing, you know, a fair amount of visitation work and so on. And we have other providers that are still a little bit hesitant, uh, a little bit uncertain of themselves, a little bit uh, concerned about, um, you know, having folk in, especially folk in perhaps they don't know, questions around vaccination for visitors and uh, should we be placing uh, any kind of a precondition around visitation, including vaccination, other things like that, even if their residents are vaccinated. So, you know, while CMS has said, hey, let's increase visitation, here's some basic guidelines and some other things, the CDC um, has been how do I say this? Less than forthcoming and less than clear on guidance with regard to uh, folks that have had vaccine and visitation and masking and so on. So there's a there's a real jigsaw out there right now, and we're kind of watching providers, trade associations, states even trying to find some clearer guidance to give to these skilled facilities to get more people in um, and have their residents more comfortable. Uh, and their staff more comfortable with outside visitation. Okay, for as for visitation, um, I know right now CMS is recommending that everyone allow indoor visits with a couple of caveats in case there's a COVID outbreak. Um, but is there anything that SNFs need to be doing to make sure that they're compliant with CMS's um, visitation policy right now? Yeah, so what we're advising everybody is strip aside all of the sort of noise and put together 
a strong screen visitation program that includes, um, you know, very similar protocols to what we were doing with regard to employee access. So go ahead and monitor who comes in. If you want to put in a temperature check, that makes some sense. Um, you know, an instruction on visitation, have PPE available for employee, uh, for the uh, visitors. Um, have a, you know, have an area designated for that visitation, um, monitor the length of the visitation, monitor the number of visitors and so on, but be, be fairly liberal and try not to get stuck too much on the real deontology. Most of what we hear from survey agencies at this point is they are not, emphasize this, they are not coming after facilities you know, if they have a small group gathering for a resident for a birthday party. You know, if it looks like the facility took adequate control, good proper screening. I mean, facilities don't have a lot of risk here. I think the bigger risk that they actually do have is by being too stingy um, and being too reticent to allow visitation or limiting um, visitors per resident, limiting hours and things like that. I think that's the bigger risk area right now. Okay, and what are some other compliance trends uh, that you expect to see in 2021 for SNFs? Oh, so we've got a bunch that are out there right now. The question just really begins um, at sort of when are we going to see a return to some normalcy around annual uh, visitation, or excuse me, annual, annual survey cycles? So recall CMS abated um, certain phase three implementation. If providers are paying attention, uh, phase three implementation began. So we've got a whole series of additional requirements that were part and parcel to the original changes made by the mega rule. Again, the providers might have gotten lower to sleep a bit during sort of the COVID period, thinking, well, they pushed these back or they baited these requirements, and now um, we're sort of in a safe place as long as COVID's out there. That's not true. So these requirements did go into effect. So we've got ethics committees, we've got additional training, um, we've got discharge planning requirements, we've got a whole bunch of these new requirements. So we should be up and running there. Uh, and should be paying attention to um, some of the areas that we know where there is risk. Um, not so on, for example, the ethics committee side, more so on the resident rights issues and more so on the, on the facility training for staff. So those requirements need to be in place and they need to be met. Um, another area I don't think facilities pay enough attention to is the, you know, the discharge planning requirements, particularly the discharge planning handoff, which includes um, drug reconciliation to post-discharge. So we've got uh, requirements there, including care coordination between uh, discharging provider and receiving provider. So if you're discharging the home health, you've got to do a drug rack. That drug rack has to go with that patient uh, to that home health agency or to that hospice. Uh, there has to be clear coordination shown uh, between the two agencies. Uh, we've also got CMS in this last month or so that has been sending out notices to providers via um, the MDS side with regard to folks that have failed to meet reporting requirements. 
Um, in terms of COVID cases, remember, even if you have none, you still must report none. So we've gotten facilities that have gotten citations um, that come through this, come through the ODS portal where CMS is dropping um, citation notices to providers saying, hey, you failed to report for this period of time, even if you had no cases, you must report it. You failed to report, so therefore, you're getting a Class F violation and a $1,000 fine. So we've seen those two. And providers, again, I think have gotten a little bit low to sleep on some of these things, um, but they're out there, and they need to start paying attention. Okay, and so we're at the point where a lot of residents have been vaccinated so far, but not necessarily a lot of staff members have. Um, do you think there's going to be anything coming up where CMS starts requiring staff to be vaccinated as well? I think the word is strongly encouraged. I don't think there's a legal basis uh, for CMS to require at this point uh, vaccination. So, you know, again, if you look at most law that's out there at the federal level and also most law that's at state level, uh, it gives the individual the right for whatever reason, uh, religious or other, to choose not to be vaccinated. Um, I think the bigger hurdle that they have is to be much clearer about vaccination guidance and vaccine guidance. Um, you know, so some of the misinformation and some of the disinformation that kind of floats out there is creating vaccine hesitancy around certain providers um, at particular levels. So, for example, females, which are the predominant um, sex, if you will, um, gender within healthcare environments, particularly younger females, uh, there is concern around uh, pregnancy risk. Um, and with the uh, mRNA vaccines, there is some concern among that population with respect to side effects and hindering or impinging upon folks that are either pregnant or want to get pregnant. And I think that's a legitimate concern that really has not been adequately addressed. Um, I hear a lot of younger women say, you know what, uh, it's just not worth the risk. Um, I, I don't want to end up subjecting myself to a circumstance where I either cannot get pregnant or I may have pregnancy complications as a result of taking the vaccine. Okay, great. And finally, do you have any other tips for SNFs on just how to make sure that they're remaining compliant with any and all CMS guidance? Yeah, so one of the things that we have uh, we pulled our clients from the get-go um, and have been re-emphasizing pretty much since the end of the year going into 2021. Ignore COVID for a bit, put COVID in an appropriate box, stay vigilant with it, you know, pay attention to it, but really get back to the business as usual, get back to the business norms, because all pandemics end. There's always an end. And the end tends to sneak up on you fairly quick. There's been a lot of laxity that was given with regard to certain compliance and reporting requirements. Those will end when they will end with a vengeance. And if folks are falling away from sort of the core requirements of the where the business is, they have a tough time rebuilding those competencies 
And like I said, we are watching CMS now moving forward on certain things and saying, hey, you know, um, folks got letters in notices within the last month or so with regard to their their MVS code and their lengths of stay. Um, some of the focal things under PDPM that have caught a number of folks off guard. You know, we've been saying, hey, guys, you got to pay attention to core business. You can't just live all COVID all the time because it will come to an end. So it's time to go back, pull out your code books, pull out your survey books, get comfortable and familiar again with where you should be from phase three, look at your infection control programs. Um, those are going to be key. Those are going to be important because of COVID. But likewise, watch your resident rights. We had an opportunity to sort of constrain certain resident rights. So again, CMS is saying, hey, you got to start pulling back on this stuff. So let's make sure that we are cognizant about what resident rights are and how those apply to residents and try to push hard, you know, at moving back to where you probably were or should have been pre-COVID because that's what's going to be the reality, I believe, over the next 90 days or so. Great. Thank you so much, Raj, for joining us. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Please be sure to check out our website for future podcasts.